The AXPX Podcast is brought to you by Charming Beard Coffee. Go to charmingbeard.com and enter in the code AXPX when you buy a bag of their single roasted coffees and get 10% off of your order. Charming Beard Coffee, quality, small batch, single origin coffee for the discerning coffee drinker. Beard not necessarily required. everyone to another edition of the AXPX podcast episode number 12. We're getting up there. Um, I'm your host Sean DeRager with me as always Joey Avalos. Hey what's up? Hey how you been man? Good man just uh, trying to finish up all the Christmas uh, madness. Yeah yeah no getting ready for that you know. <laughs> Well, um, as you guys know, if you heard the show last week, Joey was missing in action, um, so so he's back. Welcome back. It was kind of a impromptu interview that came up with my friend Erica, um, and I've been trying to get her on the show. So it was uh, she was a free, so I said, "Sorry, Joey, I'm doing this one solo." It's all good, man. <laughs> but it was a good conversation. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, so this week. As I mentioned last uh, last last show, uh, we are going to be talking conspiracy theories. So, uh, so <laughs> um, so Joey, why don't you kind of introduce the subject? It was uh, you you had brought it up and uh, introduce our our guest today. Yeah, um, uh, you and I talked about you know show ideas, and um, one of the shows we wanted to do was on conspiracy theories. And um, I have a good friend that. Uh, I used to play music with in a band called Justify back in the day, and he's a bass player. Um, he might be called something else. I don't know if you call yourself a musician, Sambo, but his name's Sambo, and he's from okay. Nashville, Tennessee, originally from Arizona. Um, but yeah, int- uh, introduce yourself, Sambo. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I usually tell people I'm an artist, but that's just, you know, because um, in the music community, you know, there's not a lot of people that actually like the art of it you know what i mean (laughs) you guys know how it is you were in the business you know what i'm saying right um, yeah i usually call myself an artist and then they go oh you paint like no it's music (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah musical artists i guess i mean Um, you're not you don't have like a big old fat house with like (laughs) you know 20 rooms and a a pool bedazzled with diamonds (laughs) Um, not in the States. That's in, um, Monaco. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. I save all that high living stuff when I'm traveling the world. So Sambo's a good friend of mine. And, um, you know, when we were talking about conspiracy theories, you know, uh, him and I, when we talk, we always, you know, you get a couple pints in you and you have great conversations on religion or conspiracy theories or philosophy or whatnot. And, uh, when we talk about the show, it's like, who could we have on this guest? I was like, well, you know, so far we've been adding, you know, bringing people like close to us, our friends or past um, relationships. And Sambo came to mind, and, and that's why he's here. And he's, uh, thank you for being on the show, Sambo. Yeah, you got it, man. There could be a problem, though. I don't know if any of us have any alcohol in us yet. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to wait for part number two. We'll see yeah. how it goes. We'll get all liquored up for the next one. <laughs> yeah, it'll be half good. Time. 
halftime, we'll go get some drinks and we'll be back and reconvene. <laughs> so this week is on conspiracy theories. Um, you know, Sean and I were skeptics, and but you know, I think some people like Sambo. He considers himself a skeptic, but um, Sambo, would you consider? Uh, what do you define conspiracy theory? I mean, because we always, I like to start with definitions because you know some people might think it's just all about negative stuff like it's like you guys are crazy or something but you know there's conspiracy theories to kill lincoln back in the day you know or right. or other conspiracy theories that actually came out to be true um what's your take on the definition of conspiracy theory man may you might um be better to define it than me because i i find myself on the side of the people that think something's crazy going on you know what i'm saying so when you say um well Okay, anytime you say the word theory, I mean, you're basically, you're kind of poisoning the well already and you're telling people it's not a fact, it's a theory. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Right, well, yeah. You're, yeah. you're saying that it hasn't been proven yet. So you're you're kind of starting off on the wrong foot when you're trying to make a case and you say it's a conspiracy theory. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, for sure. <laughs> and I think there definitions, yeah. So um, so I think it's a, it's a bad... It's a. It gives it gives people that are exploring truths that are um, hidden for whatever reason. It gives them a bad name. I think you know what I mean. Right. So, um, well, yeah. I I guess a lot of the the theories are hard to prove. You know what I mean. So right. <laughs> there well, you let's go. let's do a definition from Webster. Uh, a conspiracy okay. theory is a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as a result of a secret plot. By usually powerful conspirators. There you go. There you That's go. Because <laughs> if the and, conspirators weren't powerful, they wouldn't really have uh, the ability to hide it so well, right? <laughs> right, right. And uh, some go. of the some of the lists of the conspiracy uh, theories that are most popular right now, you know, the moon landing, the JFK's assassination, okay, um, yeah. 9-11, the Holocaust. I mean, there's a slew going out there. Um, do you find yourself... Um, just being uh, looking at, I think more than anything, Sean. You know, like I like to get inside the mind of, of a person why why they believe the things they do. Um, do you find yourself conspiring against everything, or do you kind of think there's always you know a puppeteer behind everything pulling everyone's strings? These are good questions, man. <laughs> um, no, not in not in everything, and I think. Um, Especially with the way the internet is, you know, anybody can have some idea and then post it to millions around the world. You know what I'm saying? So there's definitely um, some theories that there's more evidence to prove it than others, and some are just crazy people. What were we talking about? I had never heard it before, but trolls, internet trolls, they go around and <laughs> stuff up just to get under people's skin, right? Right, trolling. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You, even if they agree with you, though, just because they like to get a, you know, to rouse you up a little bit, they'll they'll go on there and write something that they know they agree with you, but they'll write something to counter it just to get you all mad or worked up. Yeah. So it seems like every bad thing that happens, there's somebody somewhere saying something was planned and it wasn't a coincidence. You know what I mean? I do believe that you know there's stuff that happens that are just beyond people's controls, you know what I mean? And bad stuff happens sometimes, you know, without people um, conspiring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so I'm kind of 
you know, on the middle, I think some things um, are not given enough explanations and it kind of opens the door for people to um, to doubt the validity of what they're saying, you know, especially a lot of things in the media or what's coming out of Washington, D.C. You know what I mean? A lot of the stories don't exactly add up. So they open the door for people to start questioning them. Um, so I don't know. Did that answer your question? <laughs> like, I Oh, yeah. Self a full blown conspiracy theorist, man. I saw one conspiracy theory. Um, this dude, you guys know the atomic, um, the the particle accelerator that they have in Geneva. Is it Geneva? You is know, what the, is that the hydrogen the hydrogen collider or something like that? Yeah, like the Higgs bi- bo- boson. Uh, are you talking about that, or what are you talking about? Yeah, there's a couple in the world. Well, this one guy was yeah. Um, this one guy was saying that every time. They turn the machine on. There's an earthquake that happens in the world. <laughs> right. I'm like, man, all right. Well, that's that's, that's funny because um, my 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 dad actually is is big into this stuff, and it's funny because when I told him we were going to be talking conspiracy theories, uh-huh. he he texted me back and said, "Don't you mean conspiracies and top secret operations?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and we really need to get your dad on here with Sam one day. We do, fun. we do. Oh, that'd be so cool. We do. You know, he he thinks that uh, there's a few things. He 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 doesn't believe we landed on the moon. Uh, he does. He believes actually most recently that that Hurricane Sandy was caused by the government by almost what you were saying with the machine that they turn on and causing earthquakes or some sort of weather control machine. Uh, Harp, H A A R P. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always looking for chemtrails because <laughs> they live in Iowa, so he's always <laughs> sent, you know taking you know taking pictures or. You know, we saw some. He always he he always has like a uh, he'll have a chemtrail report, <laughs> and you know I don't know enough about this stuff, and it just sounds just out there in left field, especially the moon thing, um, the the nine eleven thing that you know there because there was that other building that fell that was kind of away from the World Trade Center. Yeah. Um, that's been tr- people have tried to explain that. So there's been conspiracy theories about that tower. Um, so it's just you know, there's all this stuff that we all you, you always every time there's an event, there's always a, a group or someone kind of you know uh, either claiming that they have the real story. Yeah. I guess is what you know is what we're exploring here. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's fitting too because I mean we're all coming up to another conspiracy theory. Uh, again, the end of the world is coming soon, uh, December twenty first. Yeah, I really, and, I really uh, wanted to have the show in <laughs> as quickly as possible because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know if we were going to be back. <laughs> yeah, I guess none, none of the other conspiracy theories really matter at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I guess to start, yeah, you um, people, how much they're um, they're going to believe the conspiracy theories depends on how much they trust the government, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. And um, everybody, I think would admit that there are top secret programs uh, going on, <laughs> conducted by our, our governments. You know what I mean? No, for sure. I mean, I think everyone should be skeptical by for any organization in the world. I mean, you, sh- you put 100% trust in anything, you know. We're all human. We all have our human uh, ambitions, wants, and desires, and, you know, those can always fail us too, you know. They always can have bad motives, good motives, you know, and there's consequences to those too, you know. Yeah, definitely. And um, I even remember uh, 
I was I was kind of a nerd. All right, I I shouldn't be admitting to this uh, live, but um, <laughs> I was in speech and debate, and uh, <laughs> I know a lot of things that we focused on that we debated was kind of um, on the ethics of you know would you save you know a hundred would you sacrifice one person to save a hundred people you know what I mean and mm-hmm. is right. that ethical so you have to say even if people have good intentions and. Um, you can't please everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard to please everybody. So the government's kind of in a bad position anyways, because even if let's just say they do have everybody's good intent, they're, they're, they're well-meaning and they have good intentions, but somebody's still not going to like it. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's always going to be pushback no matter what from someone. Exactly. No matter what. Yeah. Now to the extent that, um, that they're harming people now see that's what we're talking about today right (laughs) right (laughs) well yeah especially since there's so many different theories um before the show we kind of asked you maybe pick two of them and the two that you did pick um actually sean kind of already talked about were the chemtrails and we can explain what those are and then also um a cure for cancer and all diseases you know uh, that supposedly that there is a cure for cancer and for all diseases and correct me if i'm wrong if i'm stating it incorrectly, but uh, that's been suppressed. And uh, I guess, you know, going from there, since we have a short amount of time, you know, we could explore different conspiracy theories, carry this conversation to part two, part three, and so on. You know, that's Sean and ours. Yeah, so I guess we could start with chemtrails. I mean, do you think, um, kind of explain that to the layperson? I, like, Sean and I, we we come into this like, what are chemtrails? You know, we hear, you know, Sean hears his dad talk about them. I hear from you, (laughs) you know, what are chemtrails? All right. So um, chemtrail is uh, short for chemical trail. And they're related to contrails, which stands for condensation trail. And it comes when you look in the sky and you see airplanes and you see that that cloud that forms behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what the, the contrail, the condensation trails are, um, like all the, the, the exhaust from, you know, from the engine and stuff from the planes, um, because of the altitude and the air pressure and the coldness and everything, it condenses all those particles into like ice crystal things. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you see that little cloud. That's what that is. And that's where they get the name contrail. It's condensation of the exhaust. But if you notice, like, it doesn't last that long in the sky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'll see it maybe a minute, two goes by, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it just falls to the ground or whatever. It well, just, It just evaporates or just into the... <laughs> I guess <laughs> um, I'm not a scientist, so I have <laughs> no, that's fine. Studies, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's I mean, it. Show's over. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I don't have any authority to speak on. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so uh, then yeah, go ahead. In the chemtrail, people have started noticing that those clouds are lasting a lot longer than they used to. And I think that's why people started questioning, okay, well, what is coming out of those planes? Because we're used to the contrails, we're used to that condensation, but it disappears pretty fast, you know, visually Mm -hmm. when you're looking 
from the ground up in the sky. And now they're starting to hang around for, you know, half an hour, hour. And um, so anyway, that's, I guess, the background on. Okay. And, and so, so they're there, but what, what do people think that they're being used for specifically? Like why would, you know, why would we care about those hanging around there? Um, well, there's a lot of different theories and, um, some of them have to do, um, there's a, a, a documentary called what in the world are they spraying? And they started researching this. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I actually watched that Sambo. Did, yeah. did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So where it started from their investigation was they attended, um, a scientific meeting in San Diego and, um, this was about, it's called uh, geoengineering. So scientists have already been getting together and formulating plans about what they can do to make our Earth better. And um, with the global warming thing, that's, and that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but let's just say that um, there's a lot of people in the scientific community that are trying to combat global warming. So one of the ideas was what can we do to um, to change, I guess, the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, yeah, in an effort to um, to make the world a better place, I guess, um, you know, to, to change in the weather for whatever purposes they want to, um, blocking out the sun when they don't want it, you know, they spray these aluminum particles in the air to reflect the sun. And you know what I'm saying? Like, man. No, we, I, I understand. Yeah. Explain this really poorly, man. No, you're doing good. <laughs> the, the, the geoengineering basically is, um, is altering the weather for purposes that suit whatever the scientists want. If they want it to rain, they can make it rain. If they want it to not rain, then they'll not make it rain. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Um, I actually first heard about this. Do uh, you guys remember when the, Olymp- the Summer Olympics were in China a few years ago? What was that, 2008, mm-hmm. I Yes. Well, I was reading that the Chinese government was, uh, was being criticized for not making dome stadiums. They were all open air stadiums. Uh-huh. So people were questioning them saying, what if it rains? Why didn't you make any domes? And the Chinese government replied, don't worry, it's not going to rain. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that, so, you know, that opened this whole world of possibilities. Can governments control the weather? And um, and I guess the answer is yes. Um, there's actually, um, I think it was in the 50s. It was in the early 50s, 50, 51, 52, something like that. Um, the British government had um, had a top secret program called Operation Cumulus or Operation Cumulus, depending on the way you put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then it comes from the the cumulus is is um, one type of cloud, you know. So it was like a cloud operation. So they flooded out an entire town, man. They made it rain, dude, and they couldn't make it stop. And it flooded out this whole town, and they killed a bunch of people. Well, the British government denied it 
you know, for years and years, decades. And um, finally, like in the last 10, 15 years, um, the files were declassified and the information becomes public. And now we know that that flood happened because they made it rain, <laughs> the British government, you know? So he has been there for a long time. Yeah. Do you do you ha do you happen to know where uh, people would find that study? Um, maybe they could just type in, just Google Operation Cumulus. I'm sure it would have some hits on there. Okay, I'm gonna put get get some notes here. So when people go to the webpage, hopefully they'll uh, I'll have some show notes here. So if you're listening, yeah. you should have some links on the website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you mentioned that they have a. There's many theories. I mean, one theory I I've I've heard the the controlling of the weather theory, but also I hear this this population control theory that they're spraying something this alumina into our soil. It lands in our soil to basically, in a sense, poison us. Is is that? Have you heard of that theory? Yeah, and I think that's the dominant theory. Mm -hmm. Is um is they're spraying these harmful metals in the air um yeah for population control it's going to um people are going to breathe it in when it falls down to the to the ground and uh these metals are toxic to our bodies they're toxic to the soil and all the plants growing in it and um mm. which kind of ties into the whole monsanto thing um well, that, are we getting ahead of ourselves, man? Mm -hmm. Well, we all know that, um, like GMOs, genetically modified organisms, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and they're resistant to a lot of chemicals and pesticides and stuff, right? So farmers like it because they don't have to spray anything. It saves them money, and the crop still grows. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, if you put the two of them together, people are saying that crops are not going to grow except the crops that come from the seeds from Monsanto or these different corporations so right. that they get all the money. Nothing is going to grow except their crops, which means more money for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, People I, I, yeah I already know that uh, the Monsanto, they've already... Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's a, in, in the documentary Food, Inc., um, Monsanto is mentioned, uh, and they do mention that you know that farmers are only going to be able to grow Monsanto type beans just because of uh, yeah I guess they'll they'll the regular beans will be susceptible to I don't know all pesticides or it's yeah it's pretty crazy so yep. there's there's already you know documented fact that that Monsanto is trying to control you know who buy you know basically create a monopoly on these like like soybeans and corn and stuff like that. Yep. And according to the documentary, uh, researchers have already been um, trying to uh, – well, researchers, I don't know, scientists, inventors are trying to come up with um, seeds that are aluminum resistant. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Why they would if there's no aluminum being sprayed, you know? Like <laughs> That's one of the questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. That the government's not answering. Um, so that yeah, that's one of the big theories is um, is uh, releasing all these toxins in the air. Um, uh, it, it does help 
the big corporations like Monsanto uh, to make more money, where they can kind of uh, basically kill in the competition. Uh, and then also it's causing a lot of health problems in people. And um, one of the biggest issues in the entire world is uh, is our resources, our natural resources. And um, if if people keep having babies and the population keeps growing and we're not going to have enough resources, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a big issue. And some of the only solutions are either to increase the natural resources or decrease the population, right? Right. <laughs> so? <laughs> well, I think this is good. I, I think, I don't know, what about you, Sean? I think it, it gives us a good uh, um, a background. Uh -huh. And uh, if, you're, if you're okay with it, Sambo, I think in the second part of the show, we'll kind of go back to these these topics and, and we'll kind of call it the skeptics corner from uh, Sean and I kind of not in a, in a friendly pushback, you know, um, kind of has yeah, ask yeah, some yeah. ask some questions to, you know, maybe does this make sense? Why do you, why do conspiracy theories jump to these conclusions? Are they jumping to conclusions or is it, is there some real true evidence linking to the truth? Mm -hmm. You know, and that kind of thing. So speak for yourself, Joey, I'm, I'm going for the, <laughs> I'm going for the jugular. You're going down, Sambo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, thanks, Sambo. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, this is all fascinating stuff. And the the other topic that you brought up, which is another, I mean, it's probably impacted all of us or some people we've known in our lives, is is cancer and disease. And, I mean, people dying uh, with terrible terrible cancer and terrible diseases. Uh, but uh, you uh, you brought up uh, in, last time we hung out. You brought up an interesting uh, topic about how you believe that there is a cure for cancer and, um, and you have proof. And, uh, the one guy you brought up is, a is, a is, I guess you would call him a scientist. Maybe you consider him something else, but maybe you can describe who a little bit more who this guy was, uh, correct me if wrong. His name is Royal Rife or Riffy. Yeah. Royal Rife. Okay. Rife. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. And, uh, who is this Royal Rife and what did he claim he actually did? He, I guess he claimed that he cured cancer back like in the 30s, 1930s. Yeah, um, he um, was a doctor that studied optics, and he got his training in Germany. And so, uh, you know, back in the 20s and 30s, they didn't have the uh, electron microscope, or you know, their their technology wasn't as powerful. They couldn't see the things that we see with our um, microscopes nowadays. But he was able to create one. And with it, and he, he also had a, a different way of, of um, viewing the specimens was with light instead of um, like iodine or different stains because the stains actually kill a lot of the stuff that you're trying to look at. You know what I mean? So instead right. of being able to see like live blood cells or or different bacteria or germs or whatever you're looking at, um, you know they die under the stain. So you're looking at dead samples. So he was able to see them in their living state, and so with that microscope, um, he started um, viewing all these uh, these microbes and. Uh, he came up with um, this, like, okay, laser. 
<laughs> I feel like Dr. Evil, you know. Lasers. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah. And um, he found the different frequencies that would kill all these different kinds of microorganisms from um, – uh, he claims he found the cancer cell and he could kill it. Um, like just all, all kinds of stuff, the, you know, the flu or whatever, any of that stuff, man. Um, he, um, he's got some published stuff that is hard to come by where he gives the exact frequencies that killed the individual, uh, bacteria or fungi or whatever it is. And, um, yeah, he kills it with uh, with frequencies, and his microscope allowed him to see it and conduct all these studies. So that's the background on him, man. Okay, yeah, and so I guess what is the conspiracy behind this? I mean, um, I've kind of read a little bit about him about you know these these uh, suppression of the truth, uh, court cases, death. Uh, suicides, deaths, I mean, it, the list goes on and on. It almost like a, this conspiracy of a, the medical field uh, covering up this information, you know? Is that right. basically, basically the, the gist of the conspiracy? Yeah, because they can't make money off of it, basically. Um, see, he, he kind of, um, I guess, reestablished um, what it's called um, – Pleo, what is it called? Ah, oh, dude. Pleomorphism. Mm. As opposed to monomorphism. So the story goes, everybody has heard of Louis Pasteur, right? Right. And yep. germ theory. Um, right. He, um, yeah, germ theory. Okay, we don't need to explain it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got germs make us sick, basically. Right. Um, there was another, there's, a lot of other scientists at the time that had the theory that these organisms are actually always inside of us. We're not getting sick because we're ingesting germs from outside of us, but the germs are actually inside of us and they change or morph according to, um, to the environment. So, that's pleomorphism and and royal rife kind of brought that back saying that as he's studying all of these um microorganisms he changes the environment and they change from they can change like from bacteria to fungi and and they have different states depending on what their environment now the different the environment includes uh the ph balance of the body uh the oxygen level um, in the blood, and then they also found that the emotional state of somebody um, is enough to change the environment, and so on. Um, sorry, this is kind of disorganized, guys. But are <laughs> oh, you doing good, man? Um, yeah. So um, this is kind of going to why Royal Rife couldn't make it in the industry uh, because the germ theory was the dominant viewpoint. And the reason they preferred the germ theory was because uh, I guess it's kind of a um, – it, it just shows you the kind of world that we live in. Like people just want quick fixes. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can put a name to something and then say this is its cure, you know, that's what people want to hear. 
So you're able to make money off of that at the same time knowing that they're not curing the person. All they are is taking care of, of, um, of, uh, of the negative effects that that person is, is feeling. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're suppressing the symptoms without actually curing the person, the individual. That's a good way of putting it. Exactly. They're suppressing the symptoms, but, but the person is not any healthier. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, um, uh, they say what an ounce of prevention is worth, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the saying guys, <laughs> an ounce of prevention is worth the, um, what's the, in the, a pound of cure. Sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that so sounds you, good to me. Yeah. I mean, if you can prevent somebody or, or make healthy people, mm -hmm. And the pharmaceutical companies and doctors don't really have a business. Mm -hmm. any, you know what I mean? Right. right. So that's the uh, the thinking behind why Royal Rife um, got blackballed and um, his research never saw the light of day because they couldn't make money off of it. That was really interesting, man. That's um, – I mean – and when I talk to you, I mean, this sounds like it's a device because you got these radio frequencies or as you call it, medicine. Uh, does this device or does any of his, his work actually exist today and are people actually using it? Um, no, they say there's a couple of his um, lasers mm -hmm. around, but none of them are functional. Okay. That secret kind of died with him. He was the guy that invented all of that stuff. and um, Right. So when he died, it died with him, man. Did he, um, did, did he not have uh, research, <laughs> you know, saved? I mean, I, it's not like they had hard drives and stuff like that back then, but did uh, did his findings get destroyed or disappeared? or? What's yeah, the... you know, there was a fire, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Isn't that a <laughs> coincidence? <huh>? Conspiracy. <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm told that's why uh, the movie Armageddon never got a, uh, 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 a good release in DVDs because there was a fire that destroyed the master. Really? Luckily, it's on Blu-ray now. <laughs> so they found it because <laughs> there was money to be made. Anyway. <laughs> if you can make money. Sorry for derailing uh, that. I just... <laughs> No, it's uh. all right, but um, yeah, it's not just Royal Rife, man. Uh. The whole um, health community, um, there's there's a big divide between the two sides, and um, and what do you mean by two sides? What do you, what do you mean by two sides? Okay, um, Western medicine, and I don't like the word, but everybody would recognize the name alternative medicine. Mm -hmm. Right. Which <laughs> a lot of people in the community don't like that word alternative medicine. Yeah, well, because everyone associates like alternative medicine with uh, – uh, what was that place in the – was the Philippines where they were pretending to pull out tumors? Um, you know, everyone kind of oh, thinks yeah. about that because that, that was uh, broke as being a, you know, a hoax. Yeah. So everyone associates, oh, alter alternative medicine, but um, – my my cousin actually does acupuncture, so she's a firm believer then that alternative medicine, you know, can be very beneficial. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So so you have on one side the, um, I guess what we just call it the westernized modern 
com- <laughs> medicine community. Uh-huh. You know, they're they're the germ theory people that say, hey, there's these germs or viruses or bacteria or or whatever, and we just gotta kill them. You know what I mean? And then you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, let's call it the eclectic bunch. <laughs> I saw that name floating around. Um, uh, they're more into the balance of the person saying if a person is in balance, then they won't be sick. The body was made to take care of itself and to not get sick. And when everything is in harmony, our bodies are more than capable of thwarting any kind of invasion of uh bad guys uh-huh. also known as diseases or whatever mm-hmm. what do you mean um so i mean there you go and that's why i think I, I think it's not only um the pharmaceutical companies and all these people i don't think that people want to believe this stuff man like i said the society that we live in is is wanting quick fixes you know what i mean mm-hmm in order to have a healthy body, you have to have a healthy lifestyle. And I just don't think people are ready for that, man. They would rather have medicine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So where a lot of conspiracy theorists put all the blame on on the big corporate companies, the pharmaceutical companies, the AMA, the American Medical Association, the FDA, you know, I think um, people just have to take responsibility for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, definitely. I um, saw this. Um, <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't watch much TV. It's basically sports, football. Um, anyway, there was an infomercial on, and um, I don't know, some, some system that you strap on to your waist or something, and then you put a gel on, and then you lose weight, and you lose all your... <laughs> right, and it chemically, like... Stimulates the fat cells to disappear. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, man, six minute abs. I mean, you, <laughs> the list goes on and on, man, with that stuff. Yeah, but then there, you know, I see the the testimonials of people on there, and you know, some some people saying, yeah, you know, I don't want to exercise. I just want to put this thing on, and you know, it'll just do all the work for me. I don't want to have to work for it. I just thought, you know what? Isn't that pretty typical, man? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty typical of our 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 modern society out here. Is uh. Yeah, yeah, you I mean you're right. People don't want to put in the legwork really to get things done, especially when it comes to health. People just want to either take a pill. I mean, we there's you see tons of uh, commercials for pharmaceuticals, you know, uh, all over the place, and then you know, quick weight loss. It, if you look at if you watch TV, which I don't really watch much TV either. It's all, I mean, not like regular live programming, but you know, everything is. All the commercials are making your life easier. You know, quicker way to do this, faster way to do this. Yep. Um, uh, especially when it comes to like weight loss and things like that. So we definitely live in a we live in a kind of a fast food society already, and it's you know it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> the more we, yeah, you know, time goes on. It seems like people want things faster, quicker. They don't want to wait. Um, you know, and I'm I'm actually on a. You know, uh, before we started the show, Sam and I were talking about vinyl. Like I'm just really discovering vinyl, and it's funny. You know, it's just, it, it does take longer to listen to a record and 
you know, there's a way to do it. And then even on shows before I talked about, I, you know, I, every now and then I'll smoke a, toba- a tobacco pipe. Well, that's that, you know, you're looking at a two hour chunk of time to do that, you know, but people today, you know, they don't do stuff like that even to relax. They're like trying to find the quickest way to relax, you know, the quickest way to get their music. You know, a lot of people, um, I don't know, they just want everything quick. And we're, it's funny that kind of people like me are rediscovering kind of older technologies just to kind of get a, a what it was like to be kind of a slower, more focused time, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the cool thing about the record players, man, is you can't just, you know, skip from one record, one artist to the next, you know, at the mm-hmm. push of a button or, you know, skip songs or you put it on and you listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's just a just a little a little glimpse, you know, a little way to look at it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a it's a crazy, and that's almost another subject we can almost look into someday. It's say, you know, what is our society heading to? You know, mm. um, yeah, yeah it's funny because like the <clears throat> go ahead. Well, like I always think, in, I, I'm a movie buff, so I always think in movie terms. But uh, the movie Wall-E, you know, where everyone yes. is on their hover chairs. Yep, it's almost like we are heading that way. But you know, yep. people and people always say that it's like well you got to lose weight but i don't really want to take the time to lose the weight exactly <laughs> so there's a fast way to lose it exactly what's the fast way is there a is there a pill i can take <laughs> yeah something i can strap on my body um, <laughs> let, let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back and we'll revisit these two um uh these two topics here in kind of a skeptics corner and we'll go from there so so we'll, we'll be revi- revisiting these um today's artist is Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Uh, he has a new album uh, coming out in February of 2013, but he did release a sampler on Noise Trade. You can go there and you can actually download it for free or you can leave a tip. The uh, first song I'm going to play for you is called Anywhere But Here. We'll be back talking to Sambo about conspiracy... dot, dot, dot. <laughs> right after this, you're listening to the AXPX Podcast. We're together, what we don't know won't stop us 
Nashville, Tennessee with the song Anywhere But Here. You can get this song for free on his sampler through Noise Trade. Go to noisetrade.com slash Drew Holcomb and his album, uh, his fourth studio album, Good Light, comes out on February 5th, 2013. So keep your eyes open for that album. Good stuff. I really like them a lot. I'm going to have to get the vinyl. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. And you can hear more about my vinyl obsession on uh, uh, the Backstage Pass podcast. I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll be mentioning that more and more. Uh, you can go to thegeekcouch.com and find those podcasts there. A little plug for my other podcast there. Okay. We're talking to Sambo about conspiracy, quote-unquote, theories. Uh, and uh, we were talking chemtrails. And then talking uh, that there is a, a cure for cancer and talking ro- about Royal Rife. Um, let's go back here and um, kind of do a, a skeptic's corner here um, and kind of ask. Uh, maybe there's a few more. I think we can dig deeper into uh, into the chemtrails. Joey, did you have a couple of questions to, to throw Sambo's away? No, I find it all fascinating because I, when I was watching these uh, documentaries that Sambo sent me links to a lot of them have to do in Arizona, which I live in Arizona, where Sambo used to live in Arizona as well. And so I've taken more of a conscious effort of looking to the skies. Um, the reason why I was out with a good friend the other day, we were at a Starbucks just hanging out, uh, talking for a couple hours. And I looked up in the sky and we actually started talking about chemtrails. And then we were looking up in the sky and there was this uh, jetliner. Uh, I, I, Presumably going to Sky Harbor Airport. It looked like it was landing in its landing descent, but it was leaving a you know a contrail behind it. So what I did, I timed it to see nice. how long see how long it would last. Um, it was a Southwest plane just because I could see the colors from the, the altitude it was at, but um, it lasted for about a, almost a good two hours. I mean, of course, it it dissipates, it starts fanning out because of the wind and right. and whatnot, but. Uh, it lasted for two hours. So my question when I see that stuff, um, does the pilot know? Is Southwest behind it? Who's behind this? If that was – is that just a contrail or is it – how do we know it's a, a contrail or versus a chemtrail if chemtrails actually exist? Um, I, I think that's, that's one of the um, things about it is I, how do you test that? You know what I'm saying? How, no, I understand. That? I, I don't know, man. You kind of just have to use your better judgment. Um, 
our generation has grown up with airplanes. You know what I mean? Like we're pretty used to seeing them. Right. Um, so you can you can you can tell the difference when one looks a little funny, can't you? Or let's just say you can kind of see the ones that look pretty typical uh, versus the ones that have their own identity. Where you go, uh, that guy's a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? No, I get you. And I think a lot of the pushback has to do too is that maybe some of these conspiracy theories are not taken into consideration. Is the time of the year that they might see these chemtrails more um granted we're in the month of december so there's a lot more air traffic because of the holidays and right uh, you know and i've saw a lot of jets over this you know three hour period that we're sitting there having a cup cup of coffee i could see you know these these contrails or whatever they might be but that's i guess the i think the tough part for me sometimes we you know conspiracy theorists always use this quote-unquote they and we never really get check our sources like who is they you know it's like for anything to um, to bring into a conspiracy theorist, I always look look at any situation. And Sean and I have talked about this too. No matter who you are, before you go into any subject or any topic, we all bring presuppositions to it, whether yep. it's uh, philosophy, religion, politics, you name it. So when I hear this stuff, and then they always say government conspiracies or they don't this and that, don't trust, usually the most majority of the people that believe in these conspiracy theories – I already have a presupposition of doubting or distrust in some kind of uh, maybe uh, organized uh, uh, religion or politics or whatever it could be of the government. Um, and that's why I have a hard time too because are we actually – you know, it's hard to be unbiased on the situation because we do have the presuppositions. And then on top of it, then there's confir confirmation biases. So we go out and looking for evidence that fit our worldviews. And then, of course, then you throw in the, you know, personal experiences. Well, like me, if I said, well, I just saw one, you know, and it lasted for almost two hours, that has to be a chemtrail. And so our mind, you know, in my sense is our mind is all trying to put the puzzle together. And even yeah. though there's tons of gaps in it, we just make this conclusion that fits our worldview. Uh, would you agree that, Sambo, to some degree? Yeah, to some degree. Well, mm -hmm. let, let's go back to Operation, <laughs> I want to say Cumulus just because right. I so funny of a word to say cumulus instead of cumulus. <laughs> cumulus. <Operation> cumulus. <laughs> Imagine you're out on your little farm, um, you know, I, in England. It was a small little town. It wasn't London or anything. You know, right. it's the 1950s, man. You probably right. don't. Maybe your neighbor has a radio, or maybe you're the lucky one of the neighborhood that has a radio. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you're drinking your your English tea. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what did they do in the fifties. The Lone Ranger. Can you? And then it just starts raiding out of control, man. And you, and your town floods, and a lot of people die. Now imagine somebody, you know, at the coffee shop, you know, and everybody gets back together, going, you know, that wasn't natural. That was a government that flooded us. You know, what would you think? You're well, like, I'd, yeah, but but no. why why did they jump to the conclusion that it was the government? Why why can't it be something else? No, I'm just saying, exactly, exactly. At that time, people would look at that person like they were crazy, man. They'd be like, yo, dude, the government, are you crazy, man? This is the 50s. We don't even have a TV yet. Even. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, if we even got into religion, I mean, people always doubted, you know, uh, the governments and their suppression of the poor and, and the weak. And, and, you know, I mean... From time, from day one, you know, whoever has the power, it's always there's people that are lower 
underneath them always, you know, skeptical or have some pushback, you know? Yeah, definitely. But put ourselves in that situation. There would be absolutely no evidence to those people that the government flooded them out and killed a lot of their friends and family. Right? Would you agree? There's not much evidence that they would have had to go on. Nobody yeah. even probably thought to blame the government except some, you know, maybe some crazy, crazy people. The the town the, drunk. Yeah, the town drunk. <laughs> it used to be, a, uh, you know, in the Navy or something, or in the Air Force, I mean, you know, a yeah. jet fighter pilot that knew what they were doing. But yeah. he's a drunk, so nobody listens to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, 50 years later, it comes out, yeah, it really was a government that flooded them. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I would have uh, my question is I'd have to see that evidence and check the sources because I mean we're going off your I tr you know I I respect you Sambo but you know that's kind of the skeptic in me oh, yeah yeah you know look it up look yeah it up. follow the, follow even if you find that information to the point I'll keep it skeptical not that I'm closed minded to it you know you know but you, you do oh go ahead Sean oh no you know um. I, I, ju I just thought about this too. Um, you know, I, I have heard reports of cloud seeding. That's it, cloud um, seeding. And, and that and cloud seeding, yeah, that is actually um, not a. Uh, sorry, my my microphone here. Um, it, and from what I've read, cloud seeding is not um, anything that they're they're keeping a secret. Um, uh, yes, you're correct. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, but I but I think it's the whole. Um, but it's not something that's exactly reported either. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. And and I know that there's been tests and stuff done like that. So um, interesting. I just put two and two together here. Exactly. That's where it comes from. But look, look, it's taken 50 years for this stuff to come out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what you know? So so basically, your argument is, you know, what. What are what don't we know about if it's taking this what, long? In fifty years, what what are they going to declassify and say? Yeah, I mean, it's been fifty years. <laughs> yeah. They're bound to find out anyways. Who cares? All the people that lived through it are either dead or too old to do anything about it. Um, it's interesting, man. You should you should really uh, if you're out in the val in Arizona in March, there's actually a, a lecture at ASU Gamage with a couple of scientists on the subject of climate change and climate control. Which I'm gonna go to. So if you're if you want to come out, man, that'd be great. Yeah, I love you. Dude, I'm, I might plan it, man. That'd be so cool. It's with uh, Lawrence Krauss, the head, uh, head physicist professor at um, ASU, and a bunch of scientists. So so here's the thing: you have the technology is available, mm -hmm. right? They mm -hmm. they could they it's within their power to do it, right? Yes. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not like they're they're beaming in Martians from 200 years in the future to you know. It's within <laughs> reason that they have the abilities to do this. All then right. you have um, the facts that a, a lot of people are taking samples, you know, of the soil, um, um, and they're finding more levels of aluminum and barium than normal you know what i mean no i understand i mean but also with you know add you know again we're not i'm not a biologist or a chemist or anything like that but to jump to the conclusion saying oh i see this i think this is what's happening oh look we're finding evidence of this then putting those jumping together saying that they connect some way it, don't you think that's kind of just you know 
just creating the puzzle the way you want it to to make it look like and say, hey, that's that's the reason why. Why jump to that conclusion without maybe possibly just because you have this presupposition that the government is doing this. Oh, we found evidence that fits, you know, the big picture of what we're trying to go for. Uh, well, well. It, it goes back to the beliefs that you bring into it. And the people right. that trust the government are going to believe that the government would never do anything to hurt them. Never. In a million years would our government want to hurt us. This huh. is ridiculous that they'd be dropping chemicals on us. You know, they put fluoride in our drinking water because it helps our teeth, man. And I'm thankful. That's one less bill I have is the dentist bill. <laughs> you know, so you get, you get those yeah. people. <laughs> Yeah, what? Well, it's no. another good one, actually. <laughs> well, when I when I listen to I hear you say us, I mean they they are part of us because that that's always think about conspiracy theories. It's like that that uh, that Disney movie, A National Treasure, when uh, uh, Nicholas Cage is you know a treasure hunter, and right. and then his dad is I think played by John Voight or something, and he oh he goes to his son, he goes stop chasing after this treasure, he goes but I found the answer to this, he goes don't you get it. Once you answer one question, there's going to be another question, another question, and another question. So when, what I bring that into our conversation is that, you know, if our government is poisoning us, how are they not being poisoned by the same means? Are they – I mean, I'm, I expect their family doesn't all live in their little bubble that they're protected. They live all over the world, especially if this is a worldwide phenomenon that – are they taking these special pills? Then that conspiracy theory, okay, where are they getting these pills? Or what are they getting this medicine to deflect this? Where are they getting their food? Are they just got to – I mean, you know what I mean? It kind of leads oh, into another definitely. question beyond questions. And does it ever end? Definitely. Well, I, I do have a, um, a filter that filters out all the fluoride and stuff. It's only in my shower though. I really – I mean it's just they're not cheap, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, and, and this is why it makes such a good topic – of conversation is that a conspiracy theorist would say, of course the government is going to hide it. Of course they're not. If there is any evidence, of course the government would do everything that they could to control it and keep it under wraps. And if it did leak out, you know, then the first thing they would do would be to to debunk it and come up with other explanations for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you you have circular reasoning on both sides. Right. So you right. you you kind of have to take. Um, and, and that's why you really have to think about um, what do you believe the 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 makeup of our leaders are? Are they people with integrity, or are they people that are looking out for themselves? And that is actually a deeper philosophical question. You right, know, right. even back in the day, they were talking about uh, the mythical philosopher king. You know, saying. A mm -hmm. philosopher would be the best person to rule over people, but a philosopher would also be the last person that would want to go out and win an election. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have that. The people that are seeking the power, what kind of people are they? What are power-hungry people like? And I do use power-hungry, which I, I <laughs> that's not a very neutral adjective. Um the people that are seeking positions of influence, what are they like? And and you got good the good and the bad. You just kind of have to wait. Are there more good or there more bad? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are there more people in politics that are trying to make a difference, or are there more people out there that are just trying to get ahead and get theirs? You know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, I, are, do you think that you might be giving them too much credit for that they're this competent to be able to pull off something this grand? I mean, let's not name any names. Let's talk about, well, why not George Bush, you know? Okay, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, when you get this whole 9-11 truthers and stuff, like they think George Bush had this grand conspiracy. I mean, you know, the guy, you know, not to go tack him ad hominem or anything, but like <laughs> it almost like people say that he can barely tie his shoes and, you know, talk at the same time, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> but was that just a public persona, Joey? Right, exactly. How <laughs> deep does this rabbit hole go? <laughs> um, well, you guys have heard of Jesse Ventura, right? The yes. ex-governor uh, yeah. of Minnesota and ex-Navy yeah. SEAL, ex-professional wrestler, who also right. happened to be in one of my favorite movies of all time, Predator. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be that bad if he was in Predator, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he has some um, of the best quotes too. Oh yeah, man! I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did you did you hear about his book? Those uh, all those declassified papers of the government, and it's like the twenty government papers that you should read. Uh -huh. They're open for anybody to read. They're declassified now, and he kind of picks out the major ones. Well. In one of them, it was um, for the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, and see, it's always easier to look back in retrospect. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's easy to look back and say, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." It's all so um, people now are are not uh, delusional about the Cuban Missile Crisis. We are looking for a way to get into war over there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and one of these papers, um, top secret classified declassified papers um it comes up with a, a plan of how to get into war with cuba and basically it, it had this whole plan it never came to fruition um it was it never happened but it was just it was in their schemes of something that they could do if it ever came up and their plan was to get a plane full of like college kids or something on spring break have one of the u.s um uh, military blow up their plane over Cuban waters. And then of course, if there's a big explosion, uh, the Cubans are going to send out all their boats to investigate it. Right. Well, then they send in, they send in uh, reporters and cameras and take pictures of the explosion. And then the Cuban boats, and that's all they would need to publish to get the, uh, the American public against the Cubans. Oh, look, the Cubans blew up our, um, these sweet, innocent college kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And all along it was, and this is, this is declassified. So our government thinks about these kinds of things, man. No, I understand. I get that. I mean, I don't trust the government 110% either. I don't think anyone should. Um, but I think to get back on to on topic, you know, it's going to the whole thing, like what, uh, you know, my personal experience. Okay, I saw this contra that might be a chemtrail because it lasted a certain, a lot longer than what they used to, uh, so they say. Um, right. So how deep does this go? Are are the, is the uh, FFA actually a part of it? Is the, um, you know, the, uh, how, how deep does this go? I mean, you think about it. I kind of use... I kind of use Ackman's razor in a lot of this stuff. You know, usually how it goes is the to paraphrase paraphrase it basically is the simplest um, explanation is usually the right one. Um, 
you know, and the more complex it, it doesn't mean it's wrong, but the more complex and more people involved in a lot of these conspiracy theories have, the more it can fall apart because of the human interaction of keeping everyone on the same page, keeping everyone quiet, um, having that kind of control. It, it seems like it's, you know, maybe there's some truth to it, but maybe, um, you know, maybe we exaggerate the truth as conspiracy theorists that that maybe we're just searching for something more than really the obvious answer is like this is not happening to the full degree that we think it is. Yeah, that's possible. But um, there's also the opposite um, uh, saying uh, truth is stranger than fiction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I with, with these like chemtrails, especially stuff like this, I think – that it's it's hard like on both sides, and I think that's why these kind of stay conspiracy theories because you can't really prove you know basically either way. So that's why they kind of stay this kind of this anomaly uh, because there isn't like a smoking gun. You know what I mean? Um, there isn't on there isn't a smoking gun saying that yeah the government is behind these chemtrails that they're seeding the atmosphere to start. You know, either to create rain or to even create inclement weather, um, or even like uh, my my dad associates the chemtrails with harp, which is kind of like a, using weather as a weapon. Um, yep. To and they that they've been testing this this weapon, uh, which is why Sandy happened, which is why um, Katrina happened, um, stuff like that. So you know, it's like you can't prove it either way. So these things yeah. just stay out there, you know, in the collective conscience, and everyone's debating it back and forth. And there's websites um, on both sides. So you know, there's a reason why these stay conspiracy theories. And you know, unless we get some major declassified documents, you know, saying that you know Hurricane Katrina was the result of you know so and so. Right. Yeah, exactly. Until 50 years comes by. Yeah, and then they declassify them, and then, yeah. you know, it's already forgotten news. <laughs> and then we'll learn that that is why Obama won. Let's move on into um, more into back into the curing of the cancer and Royal Rife. Um, yeah, yeah. We're starting to run out of time here. And uh, so I'd like to talk about that. Um, you know what, let's take, let's go ahead and take one more musical break, then we'll come back, talk about, um, we'll go into the little skeptics corner on Royal Rife and his findings, and, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do things that way. Is that okay with you guys? Sounds good. good. Awesome. All right, uh, this is Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors again. The song I'm going to play for you is called Live Forever. Very on topic. Um, from his sampler that's on on Noise Trade, go to noisetrade.com slash Drew Holcomb. Uh, this is Drew Holcomb with Live Forever on the AXPX podcast. crying more and more every day 
and the neighbors with the song live forever it's uh on the sampler that's on this on noise trade go to noise trade.com slash drew holcomb h-o-l-c-o-m-b 
They do have an album, their fourth studio release coming out in February of 2013, so mark your calendars. Album is called Good Light. All right. Let's uh, talk more about um, Royal Rife and his the, the claims that he did come up with some, uh, a method of curing cancer and most diseases. Um, we already talked about basically his, you know, his findings, what he discovered. Um, let's jump into some, uh, some, some skepticism going towards that. Um, Joy, do you have a, a question to start off, start us off with? Yeah, let me, uh, get my notes real quick here. Get them organized. Uh, should have done that over the break, but, um, let's see here. I think, well, when I, when I got these links from Sambo and I've heard his, his spiel on it before. Um, so I've had some time to do a little more research. Well, what I did was kind of take more of a, an approach because I've actually a friend that works at the Mount Sinai uh, Medical Research Facility in New York City and uh, I was hoping to get his take on this I sent him some of the articles um, that Sambo sent me but he's he's between like presentations lectures doing some stuff right now but he tried to give me a, a qu- real quick thing about cancer you know because he he's actually in the research field of cancer right now um, and he right. basically quote unquote said um, uh, the reason why <laughs> To say it nicely, he thinks Royal Rife, Rife is is nuts, first of all. I mean, he, he straight out said that. And the reason why he's wrong um, mainly is largely has to do with the fact that cancer, quote-unquote cancer, is not a single disease, but is rather many tens of thousands of diseases with different principal causes. Um, and I, I kind of listen to that kind of stuff. When people, I guess in my skeptic brain, when someone says they have a cure-all or, you know, a Anything, it almost sounds like the six minute abs, or it does sound like um, the the ointment or cream you're talking about. You know, put it on your abs <laughs> and put the yeah. device on it, and it will disappear your fat. You know, um, snake so, oil, snake oil. Yeah, exactly. So when you make a claim like that, or say in the past, but of course, conveniently, you know, the conspiracy of it. Do we have this information? Oh no, it got burned. It got this way. Okay, you know, it seems like in any research. Um, facility would be curious to, I mean, you can't control them all. You know, there's, there's thousands of research facilities throughout the world that they've, they're not all, I mean, I actually asked him, you know, my friend, I go, have you heard of this guy? And he goes, yeah, we've heard of this guy. He's nuts. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And again, this is back in the 1930s when we all thought certain things were the, you know, how far medicine has come to even 2012, you know, to understanding how certain things work. Um, and so, and and yeah. on that, I am so thankful for. This is said in a very sarcastic tone, by the way. If right. I, I'm right. very thankful for all the modern technology because our our lives are so much better, and sickness and diseases um, are are fast becoming extinct. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very thankful for all the doctors and all their hard work. Thank you. No, I understand that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't take like like you have this negative towards doctors or you know like your. It's not even negative. Anti, anti. <laughs> yeah. The fact is that you don't have to be a straight A student or genius to be a doctor or a researcher. You know what I'm saying? And we'll just put it. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. No, I understand. I know a lot of incompetent doctors. You know, just because <laughs> you're a doctor doesn't mean you know it all for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts? I, I mean, I have a lot more I can go into briefly. Sean, do you have anything to interject? Your thoughts on it? Um, you know, this, this is the this is a, 
there's like so much to read about with Royal Rife and his findings and stuff like that. Um, that I was almost overwhelmed <laughs> this week trying to prepare for the show. <laughs> um, are, are, I mean, are there people like trying to use his research to create things? I mean, you know, is there kind of these fringe people trying to create and sell, sell this type of cure all or is, is it a device or, um, yeah, it's his, it's his laser gun, man. The laser gun. And, uh, it's, <laughs> I always like to call it the rifle, man, the Royal <laughs> rifle, rifle. <laughs> um, no, um, uh, you know, he worked pretty much by himself and if right. you had an assistant or two, I mean, it's all lost. It's yeah. all, lost. E- even though there are a couple of his lasers around, nobody knows how to work them and they're not in working condition. Right. Right. You know? Um, so I mean that's 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 the crux of the matter right there. That's the uh, that there's really you know there there's all these claims and people talking about his research, but there's really not any research for us to really follow up on. You know what I mean? No. Um, the, the coolest thing is it doesn't stop with Royal Rife. Uh huh. Um, like there's Doctor Bog Beck. Um, he uses technology uh to cure cancer as well. Um, with electricity actually. Okay. And, um, he didn't even do the research. Other people did it for him, but of course it never sees the light of day. Like, Hey, electricity kills bad stuff. Why don't you know? That's the whole thing about dialysis. You know that uh-huh. they send, mm-hmm. take your blood out and they electrocute it and it cleans it. And then they put it back in you. You know what I mean? Right. All right. So it's not like these technologies are, are just crazy out there theories. You know what I mean? They actually work. Um, I was telling Joey that I have a friend um, that was like a stage four cancer patient. Mm-hmm. They, she was going to die. They didn't give her much much time to live, and she got you know started doing research and she got a hold of the Bob Beck protocol and she cured herself. Man, she goes back to the doctor and the doctor trips out and she goes, um, "What did you do?" And, she, and you know what is she going to tell him? She goes, "You're a doctor. You're not going to believe a word I said." <laughs> of course, he didn't believe a word she said. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, what's the Beck's advice? Is this something you strap on yourself and uh, <laughs> and electrocute yourself? See, that's yeah, the funny thing. Like that, that's the funny thing, Sambo. Is uh, when you start talking about this stuff, it sounds it's it does sound ridiculous. You know, it, well, you know what sounds ridiculous? <laughs> Radiation and chemotherapy sounds ridiculous, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, hey, let's just um throw a bunch of toxins and let's kill you. And if the cancer dies first and you live, well, hey then good for you. Right. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to die anyways. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. That's not science, man. That That's giving up. <laughs> hmm. So I feel, you know, and, you know, I might sound sarcastic. I, you know, made some sarcastic comments and stuff, but it's serious matter, you know? Like, I care about the well-being of people, and I wish that um, – that more people would take this seriously and stop believing what the doctors are telling them because – if you look at it, the mainstream, let's call them pop doctors, right? There's pop music and what, mainstream. Yeah. Let's call them pop doctors, popular doctors. They they will lose their fortune if they cure people. It's just a matter of fact. If people are not sick, they're not making money, right? Well, they. I'm... So what? Wh- why are they interested in curing people? 
Well, if that's the if that's the case, Sambo, why is there is there any cures for anything? I mean, what about tuberculosis or like measles? Yeah. Um, that that killed a lot of people. I mean, we don't have those on the numbers, you know, through the generations of humankind. Do we have those numbers of people dying from those terrible diseases? See, so that's what it goes back to. The most uh, of the westernized world the, or, you know, the Western medicine, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, they're still subscribing to the germ theory. You know what I'm saying? But tuberculosis, all this, if we can just kill that, then that's then we've done our job. You know what I mean? And it, and it works on some level. Yeah, you know, penicillin killed a whole lot of stuff. But so does colloidal silver. Nobody's ever heard of colloidal silver, but everybody knows what penicillin is. You know what I mean? Right. So um, people have to start researching the environment. And um, is there truth to the pleomorphism? Are there these um, – there's different names for them um, – uh, micro uh, zemas or uh, yeah <laughs> um, that's what the doctor uh, Bashamp called them and zemas are terrible man don't drink those those are gross <laughs> but that's the only reason I remember the name because <laughs> what is the name yeah it's, it's it's like that malt liquor drink yeah zema <laughs> he found these micro zemas you know adapt and they change to um, to different things depending on the environment mm -hmm. and so that's why um, if if they started with that theory of pleomorphism rather than the germ theory as a basis for all their research, you know, things would be a whole lot different, man. I, I like one doctor. He says, um, he goes, you know, if you got a bunch of bad stuff in your system, like change your playground. You don't give them, um, make their environment hostile. They'll leave on their own. You know, they're living things like anything else. If they don't have a good home, they're going to take off and find a better one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like our whole defense mechanism of the fever. You know, we're creating an, uh, a hostile environment for those viruses and stuff. They don't like the heat, man. So we get a fever and that's our body's, one of our body's natural defenses. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot more research that needs to be done, man, about our bodies, which, okay, I was thinking about this, right? You have to be like 18 to smoke cigarettes uh -huh. uh, legally in the United States, right? I was thinking, I, I understand that. Um, uh, a young kid shouldn't have the choice to smoke or not because, you know, they're not old enough to understand the consequences of what smoking does. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you're 18 years old. If you want to smoke then you smoke you know what it does to you and if you know you're an adult make that decision for yourself if that's what you want to do but um you know it's not cool if a five-year-old was smoking he doesn't know what it's doing to his body you know what i mean so i so there's laws in place i understand why are there not laws in place for fast food man <laughs> why how is it that a little three-year-old can get a happy meal they they're not intelligent enough to make that decision for themselves Right, you know what I mean. You're Why? definitely not. A, you're definitely not a libertarian, are you? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is the FDA not on that? Why is the Surgeon General saying, you know what? Um, there's enough research that shows that. Um, well, 
manufactured food is not really good for you. Right. But if you're an adult, make that own decision for yourself. But if you're under a certain age, you're not, you don't have the capacity to make that decision for yourself. Right. But we're going to, we're going to be the good guys and tell you, no, don't, don't do it. When you're old enough and you want to do that to your body, do it to your body. No, that makes sense. I mean, but they've been making mandatory, like, you know, tell you exactly what the calories, how much, you know, like in McDonald's, you know, they have the mandatory post what everything, you know, actually accounts for your calorie intake, sodium, cholesterol, you know, all that stuff now. Right. So. But on a cigarette uh, box, you know, it says it could cause cancer. They don't right. say that a McDonald's, a Big Mac. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and maybe the research hasn't been there. And that's what I find kind hmm. so, of is that nobody's researched that. So so are you saying I mean it, I mean it, to me it sounds like with with this with this conspiracy the the theory around the the conspiracy theory around this is um it sounds like like medicine modern medicine is going a certain way most most everyone is studying uh this in this certain direction would would you feel better if there was kind of a level playing field if they would research this other stuff as well or do you feel like that modern med- that modern medicine is just kind of sweeping this this research under the table and just, you know, not even looking at it. Do you, do you feel like they should at least e- look at it, even if it is to debunk it? Yeah, uh, they definitely should at least publish some of the findings. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and and it's funny because everybody that does come out with with a with a new theory on on curing diseases and stuff, you you don't hear about it. You know, it's I was actually talking with a friend. That was telling me about um, a, a new um, uh, a new way of thinking about the cancer, and that was at the genetic level. And they were um, experimenting on gene therapy to cure the cancer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know that that makes a lot of sense. That's that's pretty cool research. Well, it just so happened that week I looked at the newspaper, and on the front of it, it said. You know, Duke University, one of the leaders on gene therapy to find a cure for cancer, gets their program shut down. You're like, huh. Okay. Funny how I was just talking to my friend that was saying, you know, there's a lot of excitement in the gene therapy field about curing cancer. And then the next thing I know, you know, the front page, they're getting Hmm. shut down. Oh, that's... Well, that's interesting stuff. Well, you know, Sam, actually, I found an article kind of from a guy named David H. Gorski. It was uh, published. um, He's a surgical oncologist at the Barbara and Carmanos Cancer Institute, specializing in breast cancer surgery. Um, He also serves on the American College of Surgeons Committee of Cancer Liaison Physician as well as an associate professor of surgery, yada, 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 graduate of this, you know. I mean, these credentials are a mile long. But uh, he actually wrote an article based off uh, Rife's uh, claims. And uh, he kind of brought up some some of the stuff that you're, you're claiming about the pharmaceutical sales and the money involved, you know. Um, right. 
just to kind of quote what he what he said about for those who think that the profit motive is sufficient explanation not all the people and institutions name are for a profit and what about countries with socialized medicine who could dramatically reduce their healthcare costs if cancer care were found and is canada the uk of all european union in fact in on this conspiracy to protect american cancer treatment profits is as hidden cure conspiracy theorists forget that there are other countries in the world also um he let me see if he wrote another thing about the money situation. Let me see if I can find it through. He has a, he has like twelve points basically on this stuff. Um, oh yeah, and he goes research funding and researchers themselves would shift their focus where it's needed. Some might shift their skills to other diseases entirely. Perhaps fewer doctors and researchers could go to cancer research if the cure was already found. As with only a significant medical advance, the medical infrastructure would adapt. Um, they also Tend to, you got you know they say conspiracy tending to ignore the incentive of finding the cure. Um, he goes on and on. I actually will have the link uh, to his um, you know to his uh, his article, and it was actually published. I have it here in the uh, on the Science Based Medicine Org website back on February 14, thousand eleven. But I mean, it goes on a list on a list about you know how actually. They would make more money, and how much money they're actually spending in research right now—the hundreds and hundreds of millions for ca curing cancer. For what reason? Why would they just to suppress it if they find it? And I guess that's the whole thing about follow the money. I mean, I don't. They, that's basically what he was saying. Is like, why would they? Why would they stop the cure? Because they actually would make more money. It would actually actually splinter off and actually bring more research in other areas where they can focus their energy. All right, well, I got my skeptics corner on this one, man. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. Um, how much of this money is coming from the American public and how much is coming from the government? You know, that would be something to research because even if it's costing them billions of dollars, if it's not coming from the government and it's coming from the the American public, what do they care, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look at um, – I, I can't – watch a football game without there being some kind of breast cancer awareness thing or a, or seeing a a pink sticker or a pink ribbon somewhere you know or like buy something and we'll donate a dollar to the to the cancer awareness you know what i'm saying no i understand so i would like to see the stats of how much is actually coming out of the government and how much is is privately funded straight through the american public man no, that makes sense. I mean, and he brings up the whole point about the claim, who are they? You know, like I brought up earlier, they are hiding this cure from cancer, you know, since no one really knows who they are. They always speculate who they are, but we don't really know. Um, you know, they generally have an image, they say about conspiracy theorists, they generally have an image of the medical establishment as a monolithic, but nothing could be further from the truth. The medical establishment is composed of universities, professional organizations, journals, regulatory agencies, researchers, funding agencies, and countless individuals, all with different inter uh, incentives and perspectives. The idea that they would all have this massive conspiracy to hide perhaps the greatest cure known to mankind is beyond absurd. Again, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just a messenger. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, like I said, you can read this article too. We'll put the link up here for you, Sambo, so you can maybe second, you know, our second uh, yeah. episode on this. We can rehash some of these. Yeah, we'll post. Uh, we'll post all the links um, up in the show notes here for both, you know, both sides. Um, and um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, this stuff is so dense, you know, that it can just spiral into a circular conversation over and over again. Definitely. Um, and, you know, I, I'd say for people, you know, keep an open mind, like um, research things definitely on both ends. It's good to be skeptical. Um, I think skeptics keep people honest. I think it's skepticism is good. And, um, you know, research, research things for yourself. And, you know, come to your own conclusions. And that, that's the thing with this stuff. Like, hopefully these shows can kind of spark someone to, you know, uh, start diving into some sort of research on, on this stuff. So um, I, we need to get wrapping up here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um, trying to keep – I try to keep the shows at an hour. We, we always that's end up going a little over, but that's well, all right. Yeah, I, had, I had one more thing to say. Uh, sure, um, yeah. Um, the medical community. Um, number one, because – um, both sides, you, you, the evidence is, uh, the statistics can go both ways. Both sides have their evidence and their research to support their claims. You're right. People should have an open mind and, and try it for themselves. If you get sick, why don't you try it? Alternative method. You know what I'm saying? Or, or better yet, live like they used to back in the day, man. Try to balance your life and be healthy. You know what I mean? See and what lived, that does. And lived, and lived to the age of 40. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, live until... Uh, <laughs> until something <laughs> eats you or you die of, of uh, ammonia or something. But guys, Methuselah. Methuselah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, people should just try it for themselves. Like I said, I have a friend. And I'm sure she was skeptical, but she tried it and she's cured. And Interesting. It, it's, um, it, w- it would be easy to debunk if there was only one or two people coming out saying, hey, I got this crazy cure for cancer. There's hundreds and hundreds. Okay, maybe not hundreds and hundreds, <laughs> but hundreds. <laughs> like I, I, when I was talking to people about this, I was saying, yeah, there's probably dozens of cures for cancer. Um, looking up and researching more, there's hundreds. <laughs> there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it does make sense that um, if we just look to nature, that we can find a lot of cures. You know what I'm saying? I read this book on um, – this was a book, man, The Four Arguments for the Elimination of Television. Um, anyways, it was about this guy kind of getting disconnected from – modern society you know and getting back to the basics uh-huh. well him, him and his wife took a trip um to some remote islands he was a rich guy and he could do that you know uh the people told him to wear shoes and stuff uh on the coral reef because they could get um they could be poisonous you know what i mean uh-huh. they could get uh-huh. stung or something and die well they noticed that their tour guide didn't wear any shoes and they asked him about it they go, aren't you worried about getting stung and, and getting poisoned and stuff? And he goes, look, nature provides a cure. If there's a poison, the antidote is never far away. He said, if I get stung by one of these things, all I have to do is take a starfish and put it and they'll suck the poison out. He goes, that's how nature works. So it, it doesn't add up in my head that we have these incurable diseases. I, I feel like we do have all the resources to take care of ourselves, you know? And um, just try it. I haven't been sick in a few years, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. 
every time I start to feel a little bit bad, I just take my medicine, dude. <laughs> and, um, and, and I'm good. You know what I mean? So what, what exactly uh, do you do, uh, Sambo? Um, I've got, uh, I'm on the Bob, the Dr. Bob Beck protocol, which okay. is the blood purifier. Okay. Okay. Um, then he's got this magnetic pulser and um colloidal silver and then um i've got an ozonator for my water to help flush out all the toxins okay so anytime i'm i'm starting to to feel like i'm i'm getting sick or something i just i juice up man and um i'm good <laughs> all right yeah. cool so i mean it's working for me you know like, i haven't had to fight cancer yet um but I'm going to try to maintain my body so that hopefully I never will. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, my heart does go out to the people that go through that stuff, man. And I wish there was um, more unity in the community on on getting this problem figured out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And because because I've 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 had dear friends suffer through the chemo and all that stuff, man. As I'm sure you guys, I know Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you have too, Sean. I mean, it's not pretty, man. It's really not. Um, you know what's even sicker is little kids are starting to come down with this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, man, it's it, not it, it breaks my heart, dude. Um, if I didn't feel so passionately about the music, I, I definitely would start getting involved in the research, man. But, um, I mean, you can't do everything, right? <laughs> exactly. You can't well, do everything. Well, hey guys, um, we we do need to to wrap up here. Um, uh, Joey, did you have anything else at all? But I think uh, I think we've we actually we've set up a little launching pad for people to research this stuff a bit further, and um, you know, I agree. You know, just uh, echo what you said, Sean. I think we all should be skeptical, and we all should we shouldn't just um, when we hear a conspiracy theory or any other kind of. Uh, statement of truth or hey check into this we should all check into it i mean what's going to hurt we're going to find out you know maybe it it leads us to nowhere but you know if we just dismiss some stuff how you know what are we doing to ourselves you know why why are we we're just going to hurt ourselves in the long run you know because i mean think about all the discoveries in the world if we always just said these theorists were saying hey what about this what about that you know where would it be now if we didn't take them seriously yeah yeah i think it's good to be open and uh, you know, be open and be willing to educate yourself on things. And uh, like we were, we were speaking about earlier, that's the problem with our society today. People don't want to take the time, and it's you almost need to kind of change your thinking. And you know what? Take the time. You know, life life is busy, but um, you know, life shouldn't be too busy for you to learn about the world around you. So, all right, guys. Well, Sambo, thank you so much for for chatting about um, about chemtrails and and uh cures for cancer um i mean there's so many cons- quote-unquote conspiracy theories we could have been here all day going oh, through the list oh, yeah so you know it'd be fun to have more conversations and um you know and under you, this umbrella of conspiracy theories yeah maybe you know if we want to touch this uh touch back onto this subject i can get my friend that is actually in the cancer research field to join in the conversation as well to all of us yeah it'd be fun yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the AXPX podcast. We're going to be off next week for Christmas 
and possibly off for the new year. So we'll talk to all of you uh, in 2013. That's if the world doesn't come to an end. <laughs> on uh, <laughs> dun dun dun. Or, you know, you may not. We may be, you know, posting this show, and then no one will be able to hear it because the world's. <laughs> I don't know. So hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to talk to all of you in 2013. Have a have a happy and uh, uh, have a happy merry. I don't even know. I'm horrible at giving. You know, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Holidays. Christmas, holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I celebrate Christmas, so Merry Christmas, everyone! Have a great Happy Festivus. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, uh, the AXPX podcast brought to you by Charming Beard Coffee. Go to charmingbeard.com, order a bag of coffee, and type uh, AXPX in the coupon code, and you'll get a ten percent discount on the awesome coffee that is Charming Beard. We'll talk to all of you next year. Bye-bye. Peace.